This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 169. To hire him for mentoring, it was like half a million dollars or something, right? So I just did not have access to that kind of money at the time. And so I really started getting really creative with it and thinking, well, what could I do in order to get closer to this person? At first, actually, they said, sorry, there's no positions available. I said, I'll work for free. Just let me in the doors. So sure enough, I was with them for about eight months. Hey, HTYCers. If you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470 or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. This is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you by exploring other stories. Now, we get to bring on experts like Ace Chapman, who helps people that are just starting their entrepreneurial journey discover what unique strategies they can have to finance businesses, or even people that have pretty amazing stories, like Lindsay Maroney, who remained authentic to herself and forged her own career path. And these are all people that are just like you. They've gone from where you are to what you really want to be doing. And there are people that are just like our next guest, Regan Hillier. And I had a pretty amazing conversation with Regan. I I learned a lot from her at the same time as getting to explore this so that you could take a listen to. And we talked about the fastest way to get from where you are to where you want to be is to find somebody that has either done it, done it before or that helps people do it now. And we talk about how to do that too. And not everybody is self-made. In fact, I believe and Regan believes that everyone's made up of a huge accumulation of information, strategies, people, and it's really hard to separate that stuff out and to say people are self-made is to ignore that. So we dive deep into that piece and how to make a decision. We talk pretty extensively on, on how to make the decision to go all in with your vision and even a step-by-step guide on how to get clear with your visions. And this is really, really powerful because when you talk about visions, visioning, exercises around establishing a vision and blah, 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 all that, then it becomes so elusive and so cloudy and so gray area-ish that it's it's not tangible and it's hard to be able to do that. So Regan talks us through a step-by-step way to to do that. So listen for that as you get to get into the episode. Um, that's really, really powerful. And, and we also talk about boundaries. In fact, setting boundaries for your environments, why it's important for your success mindset and how to do that, <laughs> whether it be work-related or even a space to, to quiet your mind. All that, plenty more. By the way, let me tell you a little bit about Regan. She's a successful serial entrepreneur. She's a speaker, author of a best-selling book, Be Your Brand. She began her career at a personal development company, and she's speaking on stage almost every single week until she got burned out, decided to make a huge change. And today, 
She helps artists, leaders, creators, entrepreneurs with their success mindset in building building an empire through creating a successful brand. So she, she helps her own clients really shift their reality and unleash their message and communicate it effectively so they can build a powerful personal brand and have it be aligned with their values. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I hope that you do too. All right. Without further ado, here's Regan Hillier. Hey, welcome back to Happen to Your Career. I am so very excited to have our guest on today because she has not only a really interesting story, an interesting background, but at the same time, her journey is one that I think that you all can learn from and I think will be very excited about. So, Regan, how are you? Hey, Scott. I'm awesome. Thank you. Thanks for making the time and taking the time and and coming on to, to talk to us. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. It's great to be here. So I, you know, just to, just to get us started here, how on earth do you tell people what it is that you do when you're faced with, with that question as it comes up uh, from time to time? How do you, how do you even right. quantify that? Where do you begin? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, I guess it does depend who I'm talking to, but in general, I let people know that there's really two core things that I do. You know, one, I help people with their success mindset. So I help them really shift their reality from going within. And then the other side of what I do is, you know, I help artists, leaders, creators, people that know that they have a really big message to share with the world. And I help them unleash that. I help them monetize it and I help them create the life that they truly desire around that. That sounds awesome. And right in line with what I know many HTYCers are excited about too. So that that is perfect. But you haven't you haven't always done that. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to talk to you about what that what that journey looked like. So where did where did this even start for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up in an amazing family in Auckland, New Zealand, but I was very much told that, you know, I had to follow the system and I had to go to school and work really hard and get good grades. And, you know, that's what I did. And I followed that through and went to university, which was what was expected of me. And I was actually studying architecture purely because I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And for me, you know, my journey really kicked off. It was actually in a university lecture and the lecturer, um, said, he said, you know, welcome future architects. I want you to picture your future 20 years out from now, picture what it's like to be an architect. And so I started visualizing and doing this. And to be honest, I felt sick to my stomach with what I saw. And I just, right. I knew that even though I was good at it and even though people were telling me, oh, you're going to be the best architect ever. I just knew at my core that it wasn't right. And it wasn't what I was put here to do in the world. And so I kind of made a decision in that moment that, okay, I'm not going to follow this path. I'm not going to be an architect. And I remember proudly telling my dad that, and he came back and he said, look, anything you want to do that's going to make you happy, I support that. So that's okay. He then turned around and said, well, Regan, what are you going to do? (laughs) And I, I, I remember there was silence on the phone and I said, look, just, just give me some time. Just let me figure that part out. Right. 
And so that's what threw me into personal development and really soul searching at a, at a really young age and asking myself, you know, why am I here and what is life all about and what is my purpose in life and how do I help people and make an impact and, and live a great lifestyle at the same time? Like, how does this work? So I threw myself into literally doing like everything, like wealth creation stuff, investing in property, like trading currency, sales, business, marketing, like all of it. And I was doing everything that people told me to do. Like I was investing all this money that I didn't have. I was showing up. I was super committed, but nothing really seemed to click. And, um, it was one of my mentors that was talking to me and I was really frustrated. And I said to him, I said, you know, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not meant to be successful. Maybe this isn't for me. And he said, Regan, you know what? The thing is you've got it all backwards. You know, you're pouring all your time and energy and money that you don't have into trying to figure out strategies to make this work. He said, you need to go to work on you and you need to rewire yourself to succeed and you need to change your mindset and you need to understand how successful people think and then everything will start to shift. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into this world of coaching and personal development and really organically just trying to figure it all out for myself. So what I heard out of that is it's your dad's fault for asking Parenting, parenting type <laughs> questions like what are you gonna do right exactly well that's really interesting though uh, for a couple of different reasons uh because i heard you say that you know, maybe i'm maybe i'm not meant to be successful but i'm i'm curious just off the get-go let's let's level set here what what is your definition of success in the first place and i'm curious how it's evolved from then till now oh absolutely look success for me is is very different for everyone. But for me, it's very much just being able to have the freedom to do whatever I want on my terms with whoever I want and whatever way I choose for that to look like. So for me, it really is ultimate freedom. Um, success in this very moment right now for me um, is very centered around impact and, and answering some big questions around how do I really increase my impact and shift that to a whole new level each and every single day. Um, but it definitely didn't start there. You know, in the beginning, it was literally just like success for me was just making some money, um, you know, doing something that I actually enjoyed doing and having some time freedom around that as well. It kind of seems to start that way for so many people. I haven't met too many, a few, a few of the lucky ones that, uh, that started out with a different definition of success. But for so many people, it seems around power status or money of some some variety mm -hmm. to start with so uh, completely different question though along the along a different track I, I heard you say that you were experimenting with all of these different things you were jumping into lots of different things mm. did that help you in any way whatsoever, aside from you know meeting whoever ended up giving you some of that advice and having those conversations along the way, mm. was that helpful for you to be involved with so many different things and sort of running around like a chicken with mm -hmm. no head or however you want to you know, put it? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I believe it's all perfect and it all happened for a reason. And I, I needed to live into that experience in order to, you know, be where I am right now. So I am very grateful for it. Um, was there a faster way to do it? Most likely. Um, but at the same time, I am grateful for the experience. Um, once I did the work and started rewiring my mindset and really went deep into that side of things in terms of success psychology, um, that's when the strategies started making sense. And that's when I started going back to some 
some of the things that I'd learned and, and applying them, uh, kind of looking at the world through a slightly different pair of glasses, if you like. Um, so yeah, I believe it was all perfect and it was all for a reason. And I, I believe that I did get value out of everything um, that I did in the long run. So then what's an example of something that maybe didn't need to take place that you see in hindsight, you could have either avoided or, or whatever, or learned the lesson a different way? Right. So for example, I thought, okay, great. So I'm going to learn how to invest in property because this seems like an amazing way to start, you know, setting up success. And so I dived in and I started going really deep on it only to find out really that I wasn't very passionate about property whatsoever. Um, But, you know, I kept battling with it and forcing it and, you know, I didn't have capital to even invest, but I was like, I'm going to learn how to do this. And then, you know, (laughs) right. And then after I rewired my mindset and, and really started learning, you know, success principles and what is actually behind successful people and applying that, I figured out that for me and where my passions lie and what I wanted to create, it was so much simpler simply to find an amazing property mentor and hire him just to really tell me what to do, which is exactly how I invest in property now. I basically have a right-hand mentor that I work with um, on a really close basis um, and that works really well for me and I don't really feel like I need to know that strategy inside out and back to front. But at the time, I tricked myself into thinking that I did. So I find that's the case for a lot of different things, though. If you want to shortcut the process, then find somebody else Mm -hmm. who can assist with that because they have already been there, because they've already done it and can either act in a mentor capacity or some other capacity. Where, Where else have you done that sort of that sort of approach within your life. I'm curious. Absolutely. Um, Look, once I figured out that that was a thing, I started doing it everywhere. And to the point now where if I'm looking to do anything, I have no interest in trying to figure it out myself. Why? Because for me, the fastest way to get from where I am to where I want to be is to find someone that's either done it before or helps people to do it. Um, So, you know, I'm literally do this in every area of my life. And even let's say, for example, I wanted to run a marathon and I've never run one before. I wouldn't just, you know, go online and download a free ebook and then just start trying to run every day. I would find someone that runs marathons. I would hire them or I would find someone that trains marathon people and I would hire them and work with them. It's that simple because that for me is going to really accelerate the process. So that's really interesting. And you've mentioned mindset numerous times and don't worry, we're going to dig way into that, but just to, just to kick it off the start, I'm curious what you feel has to take place in order to transfer or change that type of mindset. Cause if you would have asked me, I don't know, let's say like eight years ago or something along those lines mm-hmm. and uh, you know, thinking about hiring somebody like a, like a running coach or mm-hmm. hiring, um, I don't know for anything at all. We've hired, you know, business coaches and marriage coaches and you know, paid for mentorship in a variety of different ways or, you know, sought out mentors in a variety of different ways. But I would not have done that seven or eight years ago. And I would mm. say that there's definitely a mindset change. But what I'm curious about for you is what do you see as sort of the steps that people kind of have to go through? Because it never really seems to be a like flip the switch type thing. And all of a sudden I get it and I just start mm. hiring people. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could do what I did and basically go through trial and error and frustration of trying to figure it all out yourself, only to realize that there's a a faster way with a little bit more ease and grace. Um, But look, one of the things I would recommend you would do if you were unsure as to whether this is going to work or not, is just go and study successful people in any industry in life. Just go and look at them and have a look at not what are they doing right now, but how did they get there and who's been surrounding them and, you know, what people have they had beside them um, in order to accelerate them to where they are. You know, I truly believe that no one who is successful is self-made. You know, everyone is made up of a huge accumulation of information and strategies and people um, that they've, you know, intentionally had behind them and beside them on this process. So where, give me an example of where you've done that early on and especially maybe not even so much now with your current business. Cause it's, I think it's easy for people that are, that have already been through that, that transgression and already been through a lot of those changes and are on the other side of some of some of those mindset pieces to be able to articulate what's going on now. But I'm curious mm. more in the, as your mindset was changing and as you were studying mm. successful people initially, right. where, did, where did that happen for you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, one of the first mentors that I worked with was um, someone um, actually out in Australia. And so I was living in New Zealand at the time and it was a big deal for me to have to, you know, travel to Australia and get the flights um, and pay for all of that and go to the events. And um, I really immersed myself um, around this one person who was a, still is a self-made multimillionaire. And I just knew that if I wanted to get results like that, that I would need to be closer to that person. So I started showing up at the events, doing the work, getting to know him and his team better but one thing that I did which is um kind of interesting is that I remember just making a commitment saying, look, I, I have to get closer to this person. I have to understand his mindset. I have to understand how he's created this. Now to hire him for mentoring, it was like half a million dollars or something. Right. So I just did not have access to that um, kind of money at the time. And so I really started getting really creative with it and thinking, well, what could I do in order to get closer to this person? So what I ended up doing is he had a, an education and seminar company in Australia and I actually um, emailed them and I offered to work for them for free for a month. Now, I've never had a job in my whole life, right? I've always yeah. started done startups and figured stuff out myself. So this was a big thing for me. I really had to park my ego and I really had to go, okay, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to go and work for someone, right? And actually get in their environment behind the scenes and get to know him and his team better. And I said, look, at, at first, actually, they said, sorry, there's no positions available. I said, I'll work for free. Just let me in the doors, right? <laughs> and so they said, okay. <laughs> and they put me in a sales role. And I said, look, if I'm good at the end of the 30 days, you can keep me and you can pay me. Right. And so sure enough, I was with them for about eight months and I learned so much about what to do, also what not to do and, and how a successful education company runs. And, and so much of that was getting closer to that mentor and, and really being invited to staff parties and, and hanging out socially and going on lunch breaks with people and just stuff like that. It was environment. Um, so that's something that, you know, effectively didn't cost me anything in terms of a coaching or mentoring fee, but I was creative about it and I was super committed through the process. Your cost was time in this case versus totally. money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of things I love about that. First of all, the intentionality of saying, okay, this is what I want to do in the first place. But then secondly, saying, okay, this is not possible for me right now to drop, uh, drop a half a million. Mm-hmm. So how could this be possible? 
Right. And I think that line of questioning applied to just about anything can be very effective. So that's, that's awesome. I love that. Love how you went about that. Mm. The, uh, let me, let me say, first of all, uh, or ask, I guess, first of all, it, it seems like it's a really big deal to confuse an Australian with a New Zealander. <laughs> is that, yeah. is that a thing or am I just, uh, <laughs> I people think get really upset when, it's more of a big deal for the New Zealanders because everyone goes, are you Australian? And we have to say, <laughs> no, no, we're actually from New Zealand. <laughs> Let me cut back in here for a second. I want you to meet Tracy. I'm Tracy and I'm from San Diego. I am a microbiology lab supervisor at a medical device and diagnostics company here in town. Before Tracy found our eight-day figure-it-out course, here's what life was like for her. I was drowning in debt and seriously struggling to find a way out of it. I've got student loans <laughs> from the late 90s that I'm trying to pay down as well as a car loan. Okay, now you might be thinking, what does debt have to do with Tracy's career? And what does any of this have to do with this eight-day figure-it-out course? And this course really helped me to gain a lot of clarity around what was important to me and helped me to see possibilities beyond my current situation. So with that, I've actually started a small virtual assistant business on the side, and I have been able to seriously accelerate my debt repayment plan. I will be completely debt-free in just over two years from now. Wow. Congratulations, Tracy. We love hearing stories just like that one. Now, if you want that type of clarity that can help you move forward in your life, here's what you can do. Just text HTYC to 38470. HTYC to 38470. Or just visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. If somebody's thinking about this in terms of pursuing a business for themselves the first time. Mm-hmm. And they're also trying to grapple with, hey, what is what is success to me? What what advice would you give them as they're as they're jumping into this as a as a first time business owner? Reach reach absolutely. a few years way back and <laughs> mm. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think one of the biggest things that's important to get clear on is where you're headed. Get clear on your vision. And there's no right or wrong answers when it comes to this. It's simply a question of what are you looking to create and what kind of life are you looking to live into? So one thing that I love doing is journaling. And you can do this as journaling if you like, or you could visualize this or meditate on this or do whatever you prefer. But I like putting pen to paper and simply asking myself, you know, if I was to create a big picture vision, a big picture reality, a big life to live into in the future, and if I was to remove any sense of, is that right or is that too much or how am I going to do that or I don't know how to do that, if you were just to park all of that and be totally raw and unfiltered um, with it, what would you actually ask for? What would you want? What do you want to create? And what do you want to create through every area of your life? You know, I believe that so many people don't actually get what they want in their life because they're too scared to actually stand up and ask for it and declare it. So I think that's one of the key things that I would start doing is get really clear on where do you actually want to go? So aside from journaling, what are there any other ways for people to do that? 
Yeah, well, you can definitely journal on it, but I mean, it works for a lot of people um, to do it through visualization. I have a lot of clients that don't like writing and are not interested in doing that, but they're really amazing at closing their eyes and just feeling into it and just getting creative through visualization. Um, if you're more like an audio person, like you like um, like actually talking about stuff rather than writing or visualizing, yeah. you can literally have a conversation with someone about it and just record it. You can even like grab your iPhone and just hit the voice memo and just record into your phone and just talk about it as if it's done and just say to yourself, you know, I'm really excited that it's now 2000 and whatever and this is my life and here's what's going on and just just talk it to yourself and record it so you can hear it back as well. Love that. Love that. So there's a there's a couple of different ways that you can go about this, but I I'm curious where this has been really helpful for you because I'm I'm a huge fan of visioning and visualization. It's been very, very helpful to me in, in my life and business, but I'm, I'm curious where this has been particularly helpful for you because clearly yeah. you're recommending it. Absolutely. Look, it's really, it's been a part of my process the whole way, to be completely honest. It's one of the first things that I started out doing um, and really giving myself permission to dream, really, really giving myself permission to to ask for what I actually wanted. Um, you know, I made my first million when I was 24 years old, but I wrote that down like five years before that, you know? And so I really believe that if I wasn't doing that, then it wouldn't have manifested so intentionally. Um, so yeah, it's been with me every every step of the way, creating all success through any area of my life. And it's, it's, I still do it now. I still daily sit down and write out my big picture reality and my vision and where it's going and what I'm excited by right now. Um, I still use it. Yeah. It's a fundamental for me. So how do you do that on a daily basis? I'm super curious because I've, my routines have changed over the, over the years. Mm. And I've been thinking a lot about this as we've been coming into the new year, as far as what, (laughs) what my, every morning in particular looks like, but I'm curious for you what that looks like right now. Absolutely. So it really varies a little bit depending on the time that you have available, obviously, but in an ideal day, you know, if I have an hour that I can dedicate to my mindset practice, I mean, that is, that is bliss. That is a really good thing. Um, so, you know, I start out and I simply ask myself exactly what I just shared. You know, if I am to create this big picture reality, completely raw and unfiltered, what would be going on? And I write it out in a way where it's done. So I'm not in the future. I'm not saying, Oh, I'd love to do this or do that. I'm writing it out saying I'm so happy and grateful that I've done this, that I've done that. So my mind starts really clicking in with the concept of, oh, this has already happened. It's already, it's already been manifested. You've already received it. So the next step, this is kind of the first step, right? Step number two is that I start asking myself, well, who do I need to become in order to manifest that? Because I believe that you can't manifest something unless you are that version of yourself. People think, oh, I can't wait to make millions of dollars and then I'll be a millionaire. It's like, no, you actually have to be the millionaire first, right? And then the money will show up as a default. So I start asking myself, well, you know, what am I about? Like, what am I focusing on? How do I walk, talk, think and act? What do I tolerate in my life? What do I not tolerate? And then the third thing after that, is I dig into, well, what resistance is going on for me right now? What fears do I have? What blocks? What limitations? And just really bring awareness to that, writing it down, pulling it to the surface. And then step number four 
is digging into, well, what do I need to believe in order for this to manifest right now, right? Because if your belief system isn't in alignment with what you're looking to create, then ultimately you're going to take a whole lot of action, but not manifest it. So I start writing out powerful beliefs. Like, you know, I believe that I'm a powerful entrepreneur. I believe that I manifest everything I desire with ease and grace. And I write these things out daily. And then the very last step, which is critical is I asked myself, okay, so if this was already done and locked and loaded and there was no question about it that this was manifesting, what would the higher version of me be doing right now in order to have this happen faster? And that's when I start writing down action items. I'd say, well, I'd call this person, I'd do this, or I'd, I'd go and do this interview, or I'd pitch to this podcast, or I'd be doing this, I'd be doing this, I'd be doing this. And that's when you start actually getting your action, right, that you need to take in your life and in your business. And then when you act on those items, it means that it's actually intentional and it's a to creating your vision and you don't end up just being busy being busy each and every single day i love that particularly the beliefs question that is not something i'm asking myself right now on a regular basis mm-hmm. and i absolutely love that i'm gonna layer that in yay thank you <laughs> pleasure thank you much. i think that hdy sears will absolutely love that too and for some of the same reasons but i am I'm super curious based on the type, the way that you run your business, do you attract a lot of people that are really, really interested in, I'm going to call it the, the lifestyle, the lifestyle Mm -hmm. business concept. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think everyone pretty much is driven by having an amazing lifestyle. Um, I mean, they definitely see me jumping all over the world and even, you know, with the education business, we have a team of over 35 people that are all location free working from their laptops, you know, doing, doing this amazing lifestyle really well. Um, so yeah, I think I am a beacon of light to show people it is very possible and you can do it and you can do it on your terms and it can happen really easily. Um, so yeah, a lot of people, that's a big focus for them. So I'm curious then on that note, just because there's so many connotations associated with that, what, what do people not realize when they're enamored with the, the thought of being able to travel all over? And I mean, for our business, we have the freedom to do that. And I actually love being able to have the freedom to do that. Uh, Mm. But I'm curious, what are people not thinking about? Mm, That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. When they're kind of fallen in love with, with the outward piece of that. Right. Absolutely. Um, well, look, there's a few things. I think firstly, if you're looking to create that lifestyle, you really just have to decide and you have to decide to go all in with it. Um, so for example, when I first went location free or digital nomad or whatever term you want to use, um, I, popular term now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I I wasn't someone where I kind of created everything and made it work and then went location free. I went location free first and I actually put myself in a position where I was kind of forced to figure it out and I was forced to make it work because Otherwise, I would just have to go back, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I think that's the first thing. It's really deciding. Um, one of the key things that I think once you're actually in it and you're living this lifestyle that people aren't aware of, which I think a lot of people end up having to figure out um, pretty organically because they're not aware of it, is that I think it's really important to create um, really clear boundaries in your life. I mean, it's very easy when you, uh, let's say you're working from home or let's say you're traveling and working from anywhere in the world. It's very easy for it kind of all to blur into one. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but 
it can be challenging. So I, I found a lot of freedom. Um, for example, um, just, you know, going about my day, replying to emails, doing some client calls. And I was like, wow, I can do this from bed. Like this is the best thing ever. Right. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'd literally, I got into this place where I was like, Oh, just stay in bed all day and do this. And then I was like, why am I feeling drained and kind of tired? And then why, when I go to sleep at night, can I not relax my mind? Well, I'm still in work mode cause I've been working from my bed all day. And it seems <laughs> like so obvious and so simple, but even just putting clear boundaries around, okay, this is the place that I relax. This is the place that I hustle and do my thing. This is the place that I come over here where I have peace and quiet and calm and really just differentiating those boundaries, whether you're traveling in different places or even in your own home, working from home. I think it's really important because otherwise you can blur it um, and it can backfire on you a little bit. Oh my goodness. I can absolutely vouch for that. So (laughs) since it's not been as long for, for me, uh, since I've made that jump, but as we've been, you know, traveling and everything like that, and by the way, I have little, I've got little kids, so it's like me oh, and my wife and three little kids that are three. You know, oh, yeah, following along with us. So <laughs> it's incredibly difficult to be able to work in the same place that mm. we're at. You know, whether that is Airbnb or uh, right. a hotel or I don't know, whatever it happens to be. Right. Right. So. Uh, I've had to, and I had a, had a suggestion from a friend, like in each space that we're staying in any length of time, go get a co-working space for that exact reason, just so you can differentiate. So it's not like exactly. working from the bed, if you will. Exactly. And I definitely do that too. You know, even, even when I'm in LA, like I have a place here. So, I mean, I'm not here that much, but it's a little bit of a base for me, but yeah. even, you know, some nights if I really want to go and create a whole lot of content and write a lot, I'll actually leave. I'll go down to um, like a really beautiful bar down in Hollywood somewhere and I'll sit there with my laptop and I'll play into that vibe, but it just separates it from me. And then I can finish that, go home and relax. And so, yeah, I think it's really important to be in those different environments. I have not yet figured out how to be as productive when I'm not in a home base. I'm a, so here's another selfish question. <laughs> I have, I've been struggling to figure that one out other than just developing you know, basic routines or anything. What, what would you advise me to do or what's worked for you to kind of get over, get over that? Yeah, look, I think there's um there's there's a lot of different things at play there. So I would be just making sure firstly that any action that you are taking is aligned and is really intentional. Um, you know, I to be honest, like I have a lot going on. I have multiple different businesses, I travel a lot, but I also live an amazing lifestyle. I have a lot of fun, I have a lot of downtime, I really just do what I want. But it doesn't mean that I'm not working hard. It means that I'm working really intentionally when I am working. And that actually comes from that daily mindset practice that I broke down for you and your audience, right? And really checking that last step of going, okay, cool. What would the version of me be doing right now in order to accelerate this forward? And sometimes it might only just be three things that you commit to in that day. But doing those three things is so much more powerful than doing 50 other things that you don't really need to do, right? So I think that's one of the biggest things. I think it's just being really intentional about it um, and coming from that space of making sure it's aligned action, committing to it, and actually getting it done. You know, those daily non-negotiables that I get from that mindset practice, I mean, sometimes it'll be 1 a.m and I'll know I haven't done two of them. So I'll sit there and I'll do it. Like I, I am really disciplined in terms of what I commit to in my business. Love it and very much appreciate it. Cool. For everybody else out there that wants to, 
wants to find out more about you or your business or anything else, where where can they go and do that? How can they get more Regan? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, if you go to reganhillier.com, you'll see that there's um, there's a lot there and you can subscribe to my email list and I send out a lot of really amazing um, content almost on a daily basis, which is great. But look, I'm really active on all the social media platforms as well. So anywhere that you love to hang out, it's all under Regan Hillier. So just make sure you check out the content on there and connect and say hi and let me know you came from this podcast as well. That'd be really cool. Thank you so, so very much for taking the time and making the time. And this is, this has been, this has been good. This has been good. Selfishly, this has been good. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Hey, if you're still struggling with finding your next job, finding your next role, trying to decide what you really want from your career I want you to check out our new guide. It's called the ultimate guide to finding a career that fits you. And it's really, really easy to get to. All you have to do is go to happen to slash guides, and you can get access to it right there. That's it. The ultimate guide to finding a career that fits you head on over to happen to slash guides. It's, it's just there and waiting for you. Now I wanted to thank you. I really, really, really appreciate you spending your time here. This means a lot to us. We've, Oh my goodness, we've had we've had so many new listeners, and I want to uh, I want to say thank you. Our listenership has increased drastically over the last three months. So we've got so many new people finding the show and sharing the show, and I just I really really appreciate it. I've I've gotten so many emails. My team has gotten so many emails too. On top of that, uh, from all of you, and we oh. We get excited about that because we we like what we do as it turns out, which good thing, you know, that whole practice what you preach, preach type thing. Right. But I I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for for hanging out with us. Thank you for uh, emailing us all the all the feedback and the encouragement and everything else. And we want to keep supporting you. So we will keep making, making episodes just like this one. By the way, if there's anything that you'd love to hear about that we haven't covered or you'd like more of, don't hesitate to drop us an email. We absolutely listen. You can email myself at Scott happened to your career or probably for uh, even, even quicker response. Uh, you can email support at happened to your career.com and we'll be thrilled to pieces to uh, take take your feedback and integrate right into our show. Hey, let's take a listen to what's coming up next week on Happen to Your Career. One year into that job, the manager of the store quit and they made me manager. That began a year of the most stress I had ever experienced in my life. <laughs> and I had experienced a lot over the years uh, with college and everything, but I got thrown into a situation that I wasn't prepared for. Put a lot of stress on my life and uh, all the way around my family, my wife and I. I was a newlywed at that time as well. My health suffered tremendously. I was on the verge of developing ulcers and uh, not sleeping at night, sleeping in a recliner most nights because of the digestive issues I was having from all the stress. It was literally killing me. All right, all that and more next week on Happen to Your Career. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, Again, I just really, really mean it and really appreciate it. And it's worth saying twice, uh, really value your time and 
that you spend it with us. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast player, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it happens to be so that you get this in your sleep and don't have to spend time downloading it. All right. We'll see you next week. Adios. I'm out. Okay, so I'm uh, right now with my family trying to put together a a trip. We're planning, uh, I think it's going to be December next year. Where should I see this totally selfish question, but where, where should I go in New Zealand? What's one or two things that I have to see while I'm right. there? Well, it depends what you're after. I mean, New Zealand's such a beautiful gem because it really has everything. It has everything from surf to like going on amazing hikes to incredible beaches to mountains to jungle. Like it literally has everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, but one of the top places um, I would go and check out is go and check out Queenstown. It is it's one of the um, ski places there, and it's just amazing. It's just world class in terms of the scenery, and anyone I've seen there has just fallen in love with it. Okay, I'm putting it into Evernote right now. <laughs> awesome. We're uh, <laughs> we're trying to do a month to six week trip uh, each year towards the end of the year, and this amazing. is this is I think where we're heading to this time around. Australia and New Zealand. Perfect. Not to be confused with one another.